All right, guys, it's time for the next Level Guy Show, a men's interview, interest, and improvement-focused podcast featuring interviews with the greats from all industries to help you better your life. Each week, a new episode features an interview with one of the greats, covering all aspects of their story, from life hacks to tips and protocols that have allowed them to live life on the next level. We then highlight concrete action steps that you can use to improve your life. And now, your host, Ian Dawson McKay. And today's guest is James Peters Lifestyle. Mentor and mindset coach, James teaches that even through adversity, a new future is always available. He's certified as a Jay Shetty transformational mindset coach, and he has experienced the hardships of loss and debilitating grief that follows. Despite all the challenges he's faced, he came out of it as a new person and is teaching others how they can do the same. And now, let's get to the interview. But for people who maybe don't recognise your name, could you give a quick introduction? Because you've got a great story, but... How, how do you explain what you do? Yeah, so um, I guess a short snapshot really is, um, I guess now I, I operate as a transformational mindset coach. I'm Jay Shetty certified. I went through his program back in 2020 to 2021, took about 12 months. Um, and obviously that framework has really helped me now take that. And I really wanted to go into more of the mindset sort of coaching side. And um and really, really, I, I try to, you know, help people, I guess, really change the context of how they view things of their past. Because you can never change the content, right? Um, you know, what's happened has happened. Uh, we've all got stories, we've all got backgrounds. But sometimes that can then define your, your life going forward. Um, but sometimes if you just hold it and look at it differently and change the context, um, then actually you can look at it from more of an empowering perspective than disempowering. Um, and that's really one of the key things I look for is just looking to people like, like retraining, rewiring their brain because we are default negative as humans. And then Definitely. after walking and, and, then, and then after, you know, the stuff which happened to us, it's, um, and, you know, just the way society is and the media or what you want to, what you want to plug into, um, you, you know, you, you, you really have to be conscious. And uh, I think most people are, what I would say is sleeping, sleeping wide awake, just run by the pattern. This guy. <laughs> um, which um, they've not been able to, or not had the knowledge to, to look at. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, was that what kind of attracted you when you, you started looking at your own story? And I think you said on your social media, you wanted to be like a beacon, like a lighthouse for people who were struggling. Was that what got you into the mindset matters? I mean, when I got told by, I think, Brent Smith in my second ever episode, we're not our thoughts. You can change your story there and then. And he goes, you just change. You just decide you're changing. And I thought it needed years of therapy, depression, uh, medication. What? Uh, how did you get into the mindset? And do you see a similarity in what people come and speak to you about? Very much so. I think a lot of people are naturally stuck in the past there and, and they, they believe that their thoughts, emotions are who they are. Um, and, you know, we're not, you know, we're not really 
you know, not taught in school how to think, you know, or not even taught in school how to breathe, you know, and these are really critical, critical things for us as human beings, because, you know, if you can breathe properly through your nose and deep, deep breaths, I do box breathing, but obviously Wim Hof's got his own breathing, you can really change your physiology and really change your state of mind very, very quickly. But if you don't know, know, don't know how to do that, then you can get stuck um, in this, this negative thought pattern cycle. And as I say, most of our patterns and programs are pick up as, you know, as, as children, they're our parents, you know, or our peer group at that particular time, you know, really we're defined by that. But, the, but it's like, I always say to people, you know, you don't wear clothes now, like you did when you were five year old, you look stupid. Well, why are you, why, why are you, why are you carrying around the patterns and programs which you picked up as a five year old? Because as I say, most people, you know, we're biologically, we're growing up, biologically, we're getting older. Um, we're different from where our body's different from 10 to 15 to 20 to whatever, 20, whatever. But emotionally or spiritually, you that's on you to grow up, right? You know, that's not, you have to do that yourself. And that's why you do naturally see people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, still emotionally 18-year-old, 15-year-old, you know. Um, because, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I get a lot, I hear a lot of people saying that is like, um, like, I mean, I, for myself, I mean, I've, I'm 40 next year and uh, I feel like I am still 18. And, you know, people say, oh, that's great. You know, you'll be living that when you're 70, 80 year old. But I think I read somewhere about age regression and people saying it's you're stuck at the age of the trauma. And you start thinking, what happened then? And you start going, oh, God, it was this, this and this. But how do you deal with that? And then you you don't really think you think you're just living in the moment. But what you're not seeing is how your past dictates your current actions and your behaviors. How do we even start analyzing ourselves and seeing the, you know, the disassociation from the behaviors, the personality, the parts of us that we think are like locked in stone and start shedding those for the, a better version of ourselves? Yeah, that's the, that's the journey of, of I guess what you call spiritual growth or um, you know kind of a kind of a, an awakening um, and you need help to do that I mean it's you know you do need assistance I mean but a lot of it is driven firstly personally for myself was through meditation that's really where it started it was being able to really quieten my mind and really l- analyze my thoughts and start journaling the thoughts I was having because most of your thoughts, even though you have like 50, 60,000 thoughts a day, they're pretty habitual. Um, and, but you have to be able to understand where that those sort of negative thought patterns are coming from and be able to kind of track them and, and kind of stop them in the, their, their path really. And a lot of it is around like positive mantras or positive frames or just, it's an awareness to say, oh, I'm thinking like this, I need to, you know, to flip the switch type stuff, instead of getting caught in a negative thought pattern, then you ruminate on that, and suddenly you have this whole story, which is not even true in most cases. It's just kind of, you know, built up, because you, you, mostly the stuff, you fill in all the emotion and the feelings on top of it, and it kind of, um, it kind of just, it's a snowball. Um, so, I mean, yeah. do we create the story that we're, we tell ourselves? You know, do we give meaning to things where there isn't that that there before i believe so yeah i we we quote all the meaning really i mean and it happens it happens all the time you know you can even even in every day you know you could you could come across a a negative reaction be it online or you know you're walking down the street and someone looks funny at you and you kind of build a whole story and meaning about what that is 
when actually, you know, it's potentially just nothing. Or um, And so just being able to, you know, really be able to stop yourself from your mind running away with you, because that's what it is. The mind is a bit of a trickster. You know, it's playing tricks on you. It's always, you know, we, we, we still have this, you know, brain, which is, you know, thousands of years old and stuff and we still got the you know we still have the animal instincts within us um and and it's we want to be kept in a you know you know sort of fear-based state to be honest we see stuff from a more of a fear-based uh, perspective um and um but we create a lot of that in our own mind i mean i've suffered with depression for on and off um and then I started finding out about, like, I knew I had OCD from, well, you know, ex-girlfriends, mothers have told me, you know, all, all sorts. But then I started finding out about POCD, you know, like um, pure OCD, how it's the thoughts rather than the one with the routines. I looked into CBT, NLP, and all these sorts of things. But when I went to the doctor, it was like antidepressants. You know, what's your opinion on that traditional like the the health modalities that we typically see, you know, the healing modalities, it's here's a bunch of chemicals, on you go. Nothing about lifestyle changes, nothing about growth as a person like that you're advocating, in, advocating, you know, and all these amazing changes you, you help people do. But what do you, why do you think the NHS um, over in the UK and all these other places just go, here's some tablets, come back in six months? Why Why do we treat it like that, do you think? Yeah, it's a good, it's a great question, and I think it's really down to, I guess, it's just time, really. And I think a lot of you know doctors are there just to really help you not get better, rather than you know not sorry not get worse, um, rather than actually getting you know better. You don't usually go to a doctor and he kind of starts saying, well, you should do meditation, you should do breath work, you should do mm. you know, follow it more holistically. It is naturally, I've been in that situation. It is antidepressants. It is being labelled as PTSD and all this type of stuff. And I think those things that you know, are dangerous because it's a, it's a label really. And then when you associate yourself with, with that particular label, like an OCD or PTSD, then you define yourself as your identity as a person with that, when obviously you're not, you have to separate yourself from that. And when you separate, it's again like diabetes or, you know, anything else, you know, it, or, you know, someone who's got, um, uh, you know, certain, you know, has been sort of diagnosed with, um, you know, some other, sort of you could even go as far as you know you know cancer as well really but because obviously you know a lot i know a lot of people who you know obviously do the chemotherapy chemotherapy but also do a lot of work on from a, a meditation perspective because they ultimately breeds frequency beats chemistry so it's about raising your own frequency and so there's a lot in there but that's a whole other whole other subject but i think we're from a nhs perspective or from a doctor perspective it's just yeah, here's this bang, and then off you go type stuff. Where they're really looking at some of the, the they don't have the time to do that or the resources to do that. Um, and I think it is dangerous because you, I do naturally people who have come to me, you know, have been on um, you know certain antidepressants now for such a long period of time, and it's very difficult to to change that. Um, you start and- to rely on it, don't you? Yeah, because they do, because it's a neat, and you see that now. Obviously, we like, live in a culture of instant gratification. Everyone wants the quick fix, and and they don't, in a lot of cases, want to take the time to actually do the inner work. And that's really the journey uh, is going more inwards, because everything, all the answers are within you, 
but you have to be able to under like you know you go to the Adelphi temple it's know know thyself and that's the thing it's like do people want to sit and actually really start understanding themselves and a lot of people you know find it massively uncomfortable to to do that every time they're they're alone or they're they're quiet with their mind they'll pick up the phone they're they're looking for that distraction because they don't want to deal with that situation and obviously you know medication from you know from uh, from a doctor helps that because it, it's a quick fix or I mean, it's, it's a plaster on a on a wound well, i mean i certainly when i started them i was like oh this is amazing because it was, it was affecting my biochemistry at the start and i was like oh i've got to and i could see myself like you know 50 miles an hour but then after a while you just settle you know, it kind of the it's like beginner gains in the gym. You get a wee bit of a buzz because you're completely new to it, and then suddenly it's like, Oomph. and if you don't put anything else into it, you don't change. And I need to go and do something creative. I need to be physical. I need to be outside. I know these things, but I can't rely just on the tablets. I love that you said that when you went to Bali, you had this like spiritual awakening. You kind of found yourself you know you started asking yourself the right questions because you knew the answers within you within you what did the journey to bali um teach you how did it change you as a person or start you in this amazing journey you undertook yeah so um i mean i guess slightly back from that in the fact that yeah so obviously went through some life-changing situations in 2017 lost a dad lost a son accused of a of a crime I hadn't done you know all that type of stuff went into a criminal trial and you know there's there's a lot of stuff going on in a very very short period of time so in once that sort of had sort of gone away to a certain extent um i then my life really started to life had changed then obviously when you go through those three things very very quickly like life was always going to be very very different it can never go but it can never be the same mm. and obviously by then i'd started meditation i'd started to you know start to do a little bit of the inner work but only at a very thin layer top layer type stuff i, I was you know i was i didn't really know what i was doing um and then naturally i just got more inquisitive and more curious i'd have got prior to 2017 i hadn't even picked up a self-development book or anything like that i mean i just you know um so i started doing stuff on youtube and i came across things like abraham hicks and dr joe Dispenza, um people like les brown and i just continued to to learn and 2019 was probably that time when i the job i was doing i quit i wanted to take some time out i took six months off i started doing some affiliate marketing but that with that time off i went to bali mm-hmm. went to a few places but bali was one of them and um and i went i went on my own went for a couple of weeks took took a few books like people like how how elrod's miracle morning obviously the books by Ant middleton obviously sas who dares win took those books just started reading consuming them uh, and started to you know visit bali as well go to some of the spiritual sites and do you know what just without really consciously knowing it something just changed there just i came back and i wasn't like a completely different person but i was just like right i i kind of get it now i was doing all this work and then suddenly things just started to make a lot more sense and i, I even that that I, I picked i also have the david goggins david goggins book can't hurt me and i read that and i remember i got back from bali and i was into running i was into fitness but nowhere near to what extent i was now and I bought a weighted vest and I just started running. 
I just literally, I just started running in a weighted vest. Um, and obviously the rest is history from that perspective. But yeah, going to Bali, there was, I think just taking some time out on my own in a place which was, is, is beautiful. I mean, it's so peaceful as well where I was. And I was just able, I think, just to get a bit more quieter and, um, and do really, you know, meditate and do some inner work and just, so yeah, ultimately things, even though for a short period of time, I came back and things had changed. Because I mean, it's certainly something I know a lot of people fear is being quiet and listening to the silence or, you know, getting into that moment of listening to the inner voice and actually just leaving the distractions. I mean, you know, when I found you on social media, I was like, this guy's amazing. He gets it. And then when I read your backstory, I was like, how how is he so strong? How is he mentally so strong to be there for other people to help them you know because that would crash so many lesser people and you're using your pain as a kind of a way to help others and i struggled with like loss of grandparents i you know i had um relationships that broke me when we ended and i had like put that part of my story but how on earth did you find that inner strength to overcome that fear of making that change you know like when you could have crumbled at that point but you seem to use your your pain as a a motivational tool almost How, where do you yeah. think that came from i mean i do say pain to purpose and i don't yeah and and because i wasn't like the person i am today the person you see on social media or the person obviously speaking to you today wasn't this person like four or five years ago i was mm. super super not confident massively insecure low self-esteem how really high anxiety I wouldn't, I was, yeah, it was, I wouldn't, I was a very private person as well. And um, so I've really done a 360. I mean, I wasn't, I was into exercise, but like I've done a few marathons and I exercised probably two or three times a week. And, and I just, I think, as I say, that Goggins book, I think just changed everything. I just was like, wow, look, like this, because he talked about the 40% wall and, and obviously the cookie jar and all these different things. And I was just like, yeah this is this is so much more here to what i can achieve um and i just thought you know what i can't let this define me i've still got a long way to go um and at that time i've had you know, obviously for that a lot of well, you know for a couple of years after even throughout the whole process i was going through like i didn't want to be here like i you know i would have committed suicide easy if i if i if i probably had enough um you could probably say balls to do it, to be honest with you. I mean, I thought about it, I planned it, but I never really went through with it. I only got close maybe once once before. Um, and I just thought, you know what? There's got to be something beyond this. There's, there's literally, there's got to be a reason why I went through this. There's got, I just thought there's got to be a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I just started digging, really, um, and just started, you know, just doing the work, really, the inner work and spending time alone, I've spent a lot of time alone, which I used to for a long time hate, and now I enjoy that 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 period. And I do talk about that, you know, going dark and just working on myself and just getting better, um, and put myself in difficult situations, of challenging situations, and see how I handle it. And that's why I tried to, as mentioned a little bit earlier, to try to do the joggle, the run this year, um, just to see how I'd cope mentally. Um, obviously, doing this Navy SEALs thing next month. I've done stand-up comedy, which I would never have done four or five years ago. Put myself in really difficult situations to see how I can react in those in those situations. Because yeah, I want to show people 
it's not for me personally it's to show others really that anything is possible and i was this person who was this this way four or five years ago and now is this person and i'm not special i've just i've just i've just sort of been committed to to change really I mean, that's what I always say to people. It's like, if you don't, if you're not making a, something different, you're going to stay exactly where you are. And it's like, you know, you're saying about going and doing the comedy. It's building, put, putting a bit of a challenge in front of yourself to build up that resilience. So hopefully when you need it, you've already built up that kind of inner strength, that inner kind of mental toughness. But I think that's, I think you said a quote somewhere where it was, um, where I had to write it down, um, you said, if nothing changes, then nothing changes in our life. And I loved that. It was so hard-hitting. It was that moment of like, that's so true. And I think that's the thing is we think we can change by getting a relationship. We can change by finding somebody new or going and, um, you know, just going to the gym, like without a purpose, without a plan. What kind of habits should we be putting in place to do this inner work? You know, what did you find really helped? Was it journaling, meditation? Did you find going out and spending time walking in the sun, for example? I know a lot of people find that helpful. What, what, what habits did you start doing in these inner works that were so effective? I mean, the, the first one was meditation. That was the first thing I was, I, I when I started seeing a counsellor uh, who had a who very much was strong in kind of the buddhism faith um so she was talking about meditation but i hadn't done any meditation at that particular time but i knew i needed to because i was about to obviously go into a criminal trial about just, you know all that type of stuff and be obviously in front of a jury and you know I, I couldn't have gone on with the way i was because i was just yeah i was so anxious and i was yeah just lost at that time so meditation was the first thing which really changed a lot and i do remember vividly now even four or five years on even though so much has changed but i remember obviously i had a legal team and i remember sitting with my legal team a couple of weeks after you know, i'd started meditation and they just were like wow this, you're just a different person because i was just a lot more calm i was a lot more confident i was a lot more forthright with my how i used to say stuff but i used to go in before and they used to ask me questions and i was just all i was all over the place because i was just in a like rabbit in the headlight really because there was so much going on so much had happened over a certain period of time i couldn't get it my brain just couldn't compute what was actually happening or going on um but obviously through meditation i was able to really quieten everything down and then sit take deep breaths and was able to be a lot more coherent and yeah, I was a different person. So I do remember them vividly like, wow, like you completely changed. Um, so meditation was the first one. And I used to do like two to five minutes a day, like start, I always say to people, if you want to change anything, like obviously your habits change, but you've got to start small, like micro goals. You can't go from no meditation to doing a Joe Dispenza half an hour meditation. Like you're just not, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. You just need to start two minutes, three minutes, and just keep building on those habits. But journaling, I think, is 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 great. Gratitude, I think, is the biggest one. You know, you've got to when you wake up in the morning, if you can just be grateful for two or three things. But again, it's people do understand the gratitude, but the problem with it is that you've got to have brain and heart coherence. That you've got to okay. be got to be working in tandem. A lot of people just think, oh, I missed through my gratitude gratitude because I've been told to do it, and they write a few things in their journal. But it's like a tick box exercise. Like in your, your journal doesn't care about 
what you're grateful for. You, know, you have to feel it. You have to feel and if it's grateful for the you know, the warm bed you're sleeping in or the cup of coffee you're drinking or the water or the running water. Or, you know, you have, but you have to feel that. Um, but gratitude is really great. Journaling is, you know, is great because you need to, because you can understand your thoughts. You give up a lot of the time you can write stuff down. It really gets stuff out of your head. And which is a lot easier because then you can analyze it a lot more and go really and sort of say actually that makes no sense or that's not true but when it's in your head it just spins around and you start adding more and more on top um and more would you feel like you were rising above it because i used to think like i couldn't see the the mist for the fog or whatever that saying is like when i was stuck in it but when i felt like i was doing the inner work i felt like i was rising above it and seeing like the the battle going on but from the top of the hill or something, did you was did it feel like you were actually in control of it rather than being reactive? You were being proactive. Yeah, you can be in a lot more control. You can actually understand understand it's a good analogy what you have there because you can say like you are the mountain and just your thoughts are clouds, and so you're you know you're in and and that's really what it is really. Your you know your thoughts are you know literally the clouds in the sky they come and go. It's like when but obviously if you attach onto them then suddenly that's really when you generate the emotions and your feelings and suddenly that you know, your, your, your life is defined. But so you, journaling is a, is a huge one because you can really start writing stuff down and really getting stuff out of your head and really start analysing your thoughts and understanding really those patterns and programmes and really understand where is it coming from. So it's really important. Um, so, yeah, meditation, gratitude. I think breath work is probably something which doesn't get talked about a lot. It does a little bit more, but it depends who you follow um but i do box breathing which is well obviously got the wim Hof. but you know you can change your physiology because a lot of people don't really let like the most other people like chest or we call mouth breathers or chest breathers like it's very short whereas it's not that real deep breath in when if you can take some real deep breaths you can really calm your nervous system um and really that's you can really you know get yourself out of you know feeling anxious or um you know quite easily really but you know, people aren't taught about breath work and if they're not really following the right people or they just don't have the knowledge, like I didn't have the knowledge four or five years ago, I, you know, we're not taught how to breathe, which just sounds ridiculous, but it's it's, it's how, we're, how we keep it's alive. <laughs> I mean, I interviewed um, David Jackson. He, he had basically learned how to re-breathe himself away from a, a brain injury when he was a rugby and now he's a breath coach. And that's what he was saying. It's like... It's amazing the the psychological, the physical differences that can happen by learning to breathe correctly. You know, like nasal breathing rather than mouse breathing. I've tried Brock's breathing when I'm super stressed. And, you know, you suddenly feel all the tension go from the top of your chest to, oh, that's how I use my lungs. That's how I use breathing into my diaphragm. How did you go about dealing with, like, the anger and things like that? How, you know, how did you learn to kind of go... No, because I've had people write to me and say, since the Me Too movement, for example, one guy was saying he was worried that he had maybe overstepped the line with an ex-girlfriend. I've had guys, um, I interviewed Rob Kelly, Dr. Rob Kelly, I don't know if you know, he's an addiction specialist, and he's saying, you know, don't tell me the things that you're happy to tell people. Tell me the things that keep you awake at night, the things that you're taking to your grave that terrify you that somebody else would find out about. How do we deal with like somebody was talking about wanting to go beat up their new part, their ex partner's new husband, because they were so jealous and stuff like that? And you know, I was kind of saying because I could see where they're coming from, and it, you could see them calming down in their emails. This, 
the stress was kind of going as they have somebody to speak to. And that's why I'm so glad there's people like you out there. How do you learn to deal with such raw emotion, especially when you were found um, not guilty? You know, and you, how do you deal with these issues? Like, how do you learn to kind of, no, that's just uh, a process. That's my emotions just running wild. That's not me. I'm James. I'm, I can overstep this. How did you learn to deal with that? Because that's an amazing thing to do. It's just, it's, it's literally to separate. I was able to sort of separate myself from the actual, what I was going through or what I was, you know, naturally feeling. Because obviously there was different emotions, different feelings coming up there. And I can definitely resonate with a lot of people, obviously, what you've, what, you know, what you've taught there, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's a natural thing, you know, to feel those emotions. It's not so, you don't want to suppress that, but you just want to sort of be able to sort of differentiate yourself from, those emotions and it's not and be able to have tools in place and that's where things like breath work and meditation and even journaling is is very key because sometimes we can we can make reactions or react to a certain situation without that pause um, and that's where a lot of people you know naturally have those issues especially if there is those you know anger anger issues which usually anger issues comes from something from the past or school or this type of stuff there's a lot of patterns on programs where Mm. people have picked up stuff and then they become you know it's usually it goes back to you know sometimes the you know the the school analogy to a certain certain extent like someone's in class at school um and they you know they tell a tell a joke and everyone just laughs and roars and they say this person ultimately comes like the the comedian and that's really kind of how they're defined at school and defined for the rest of their life and the one who's drinking the beer and telling jokes and blah 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 and there's someone else who does something in class and suddenly gets laughed at or and suddenly that's it they go into their shell um or they or they turn to anger like they, they've they've lashed out they hit someone and then they realize that people back off and don't don't react to them to, and then that's a pattern and program they realize that actually if i use violence or against people then people don't you know, react that way to me or won't say certain things to me. And suddenly you've got Mr. Angry. Uh, and then suddenly that Mr. Angry is suddenly an adult. So a lot of it is defined in the past from school, but it's being able to separate, you know, yourself from those emotions and just be able mm-hmm. to breathe and have that pause to say, even though this is how I'm feeling, this is how I'm reacting, you know, this this isn't me. You know, this isn't this isn't who I, who I am um, and be able to really sort of differentiate. Form. No, it makes a hell of a lot of sense because they were like in some of the emails. Obviously, I won't say who like wrote them and that, but you know they were saying things like that. You're the first person I've ever told. I feel like I can actually write this out, and you know, and I've seen it in other like Reddit's and things like that, and people kind of going, "Oh, I didn't realize." My, but then I'm now worried that my behavior might have been this, and you know, and they're like, "Oh, but I don't know how." Like they use the anonymous, I think it is on Reddit to, to put it out there, and I'm just like. That takes balls because, you know, I remember you saying in one of your posts, whatever we're afraid of and we don't deal with owns us. You know, we if we don't tackle it head on and we, like you're saying, like we make these things part of our story. Oh, everybody said I'm a, I'm a clown. Oh, I'm not going to go in it. You know, you don't be so stupid. You're an idiot. So we start tagging ourselves in thinking we're not smart. So we make that part of ourselves. Did you find a way to look at your past and go, there's that red flag there's that red flag was that coming through the journals or did you build systems just to give yourself self-love and compassion and 
just to kind of realize that you're an amazing guy, that was just some bad stuff that happened and you can change and be better. Yeah, I think exactly. I think, you know, I've made some naturally, obviously, you know, wrong decisions in the past, which, you know, um, you know, kind of ultimately led me to where I, you know, what what kind of what happened to a certain extent. But um, it's being able to, yeah, kind of, I think one of the biggest things is just like, you know, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves as humans. Sometimes it's just like, you know, to forgive ourselves. You know, forgiveness is one of the biggest things we can do not for ourselves really is because people you know, get caught so much and one of the dis- most destructive emotions is guilt you know maybe people who feel guilty about what they've done in the past or what mm. they could have done or what they should have done and have that whole story like oh i should have done this or oh i should have done that and they spin their wheels for for years on end but there's a guilt is so destructive in the fact that it's you against you like you know you can't change anything um and if you can't you know, get over that and forgive yourself. You're just going to be on a on a hamster wheel to nowhere, and ultimately, you know, guilt is probably you know such a okay. you know such a destructive one. But I think for myself, I was just I was always looking at like I just looked at and analysed you know my my life or where I was going. It could be relationships, it could be work, it could be fitness, it could be like you know some of the pillars of 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 of, of what we look for in in, in life. Um, you know, we all got to play the health game, really. Or we're gonna, or, or, or we're gonna have to, you know, pay the price. Like the, obviously, the money game we have to play, and relationships we have to play. They're like three, three things we have to get because we always have to, you know, get on with people, um, and 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 that. So, and I looked at those, and, and I was really kind of, you know, lowered, and I put myself in you know, pretty low category in most of those. To be right honest with you, so I was like, what well, I need that's really, these are the three, three things I have to master. I have to master these yeah. uh, because otherwise, I mean, you know, I'm going to, they're going to own me and uh, I'm not going to get anywhere. So those are really the sort of really started how I started to work. And, and yeah, I just became to a point where I wanted to, I'm, as I said before, you go to the Adelphi temple, know thyself. It's that, that is the journey It's journey within. And I think, you know, for my life, everything up until that moment, everything was outside of me. It was the relationships, it was the cars, it was the money, it was the jobs, it was the clothes, it was the trainers, it was everything. I was looking for everything outside of me to make me feel better. Um, and none of it worked. Um, it all just patched over, um, you know, uh, you know, really basically uh, my, you know, who I was as a person. Um, and it was only really when I actually started saying, actually, the understanding that the journey is always in. And you have to go and find who you are. And one of the biggest things I did, because um, I had no self-love really for myself, like I never really, I, I, mean, I even struggled to say that I loved other people, um, uh, you know. And so one of the biggest things I did is I wrote twenty-five things which I loved about myself, and I just read them in the mirror all the time because that opens up your awesome. soul. Mm. Because I mean that is something that is like self love is such a great tool, and these guys were writing to me and they were like, "You're the first person I've told," and I thought it's terrifying that I remember where was that I read? It was something like seventy four percent of men admitted they didn't have a best friend or they didn't have a close enough friend that they could go, "I fucked up" or "I'm struggling with this." I mean, I've felt suicidal. I felt down and you know and i was thinking i could never admit some of the the intrusive thoughts that go in my head 
like the horrible shit that comes. And I was thinking, I can't say that. People are like fucking beat me up or something, you know. And we feel alone, don't we? We feel like we're completely isolated from everything. It is a it's a horrible thing. I mean, and we're made, we're told to be strong and macho and masculine and deal with your shit and you know you just be the boss of everything. And it's so stupid. I mean, I love how you talk about not just the past, but you look at the concept of future self. You go, you know, how how you can deal with the future version of yourself. Could you go into a little bit about that? Like, how do you use the concept of future self? to help the present self deal with the shit from the past yeah and it's great it's a great again a great question it's around i mean i think you always i'm always building the future version of myself i'm always mm-hmm. visualizing that every day like what's that person look like how do they talk how do they react to people what do they look like um you know how what's their demeanor like you know and so you always and then you're always connecting that the my my me me today into that future version of what of what I want myself to look like, and um, and so I always so it's 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 one of the biggest things I think I help people with, and naturally people come to me is like, what do you want your future self to be? Because you ha- if you don't have that vision of who that person is, um, then how can you connect to that person? How can you then set goals or habits in place today which take you closer to that person you want to be? Mm-hmm. Um, so important um to you know to build that so that's really kind of how i you know work on a day-to-day basis with myself it's always being able to say right who do i want to be in three months time who do i want to be in six months time and just keep visualizing and connecting to that person makes makes a lot of sense because if you don't have your own plan for what you're going to do society family girlfriends whatever they're going to give you or they're going to dictate how you live your life did you think that was sort of linked into your affirmations, the you know the self love, the compassion that you give yourself, like with the the list of things? Did you kind of go, "This is who I want to be," and then look at your affirmations and say, "I love this about myself," and then find that as you were more grateful, as you're more like kind of taking the chance to to see from the over the top of things rather than dealing with the emotions, you could actually start going, "Okay, I want to be." stronger in this area okay i'm going to work on this i will fix this issue you know did it let you kind of link in everything the, by seeing where you wanted to be you could reverse engineer and find the, th- the ways the habits you needed to fix the the healing you needed to do to become the guy you are now yeah it did yeah i mean i think one of the biggest things is are you you know you have to i guess you have to change your energy you have to change your frequency i mean that i mean you we we are kind of energy beings and so like when you you know you show up to a you know to a whatever to a conference or to meet new people or anything like that your energy shows before you do and you can tell it now like you know i'm quite you know connected a little bit more on the energy side and you can feel you know you can feel you know the energy where someone is you know operating at quite a high frequency and you can tell when people are at very very low frequency um it just you can just really feel it and i remember i was very conscious around that i became very conscious like you ha- i had to raise you know energy i had to raise frequency and, and obviously all that comes really with being able to you know be a lot more you know confident in yourself and that's what i came 
back to like driving in those positive affirmations, driving in that positive self-talk, really being able to have had a negative thought or thought pattern or something came up where, you know, I, I would quickly interject that very, very quickly with a with, with something positive. Like I can do this or and, you know, everything, every day in every way I'm getting stronger or better and all this type of stuff. I just kept on plowing myself with these, with these tools because mm-hmm. that's really how you change. But a lot of it is then you build, start building the confidence, you start building your energy, you start building your frequency and you can only change, like no one can change until their energy changes. You cannot be the same person and try to change that person because it's not going to work. You actually have to fundamentally become different. You have to be a different type of person, different type of energy. Um, It's time for a quick break. There are millions of potential products to buy, so how do you know which ones are worth your hard-earned money? Simple. You go to nextlevelguy.com slash affiliates and explore those that will transform and improve your life. You'll find deals, listener exclusives, and special offers with some great companies. Recommendations are 100% honest and only on items Ian has tried or believes in. The companies showcased will make you a better man in all areas of your life. Simply go to nextlevelguy.com slash affiliates and level up. Uh, it makes a lot of sense and it's so inspiring that you're sitting there thinking like yeah i need to fix this i need to fix that you know it's i can feel like just two minutes in speaking to him like i can see why this guy's helping so many you know you're so like there's just something about that your energy that kind of lifts your own energy you know you kind of bring it out in other people and i don't it's i don't know if you can teach that it's it's probably why you're such a successful coach is this part of the thing of we need to stop expecting and we need to start accepting. We need to kind of, you know, instead of thinking we're, you know, we're going to, the rays will make us happy. Having kids will make us happy. We can actually just stop and go, this is who we are now, but this is what we need to do for ourselves. We need to sleep better. We need better exercise. We need to eat healthier. You know, we just need to accept where we are, but start adding in the self-care, the, the, the gratitude, the sleeping better, the eye masks, the tranquil baths, if that's your thing. All these, you know, we just need to actually show ourselves some self-love. Do you think guys struggle with that? I think 100%, yeah. I mean, uh, as I say before, everything, I, I wasn't at all. And I still got friends, you know, from obviously you go back, you know, to university and all that type of stuff who, you know, and very very different you know we're very 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 different i've gone on a completely different path and they've you know you know they stayed you know doing what they do because of their families and kids and all that type of stuff and um and and that's fine like you accept you know that's those situations when you do accept those situations it actually makes things a lot a lot easier i can still Know, hang out with them but i don't drink anymore so um and i do all this ridiculous exercise and they don't really exercise at all or very very little but we're still this that bond is still there it's just this is different you know it's just a different situation i think it took me a while to accept that i think before i was kept on going oh, i don't really want to go to see them because blah 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 this, they made all these, all these excuses and then actually just once they accepted the fact that they're there i do this and then I could just go and have fun and just still have, you know, just 
just still be who I want. Be authentic. I think that's what I always say to people. One of the biggest things you can be in, in, in you know, as a human being is authentic, not try to keep being this like chameleon trying to fit into all these different situations. Just you be who you want to be and, ex- and, and you know, and accept yourself for that. And if no one accepts you as that, that's that's their loss, you know, because um, you're not going to be everyone's tea. But that's what naturally, as people, what we, we try to fit into situations and what, you know, what I've been told, like what we call goop or good opinion of other people. We kind of define ourselves in trying to fit into certain situations when actually when you start doing the inner work, you start understanding yourself, start being more confident, a lot more self-love you can go out and be who you want to be and be your authentic self. And if people like that, they'd like it. If people don't, you'll resonate with the right people. The right people will resonate with you and the, the people who don't, will, won't, you won't. Um, and you're cool with that because you're, you're confident and authentic in who you are as a person. So but that takes a lot of, that, that takes inner work. You know, that just doesn't happen overnight. You have, yeah. to, you know, you have to do that work to, uh, you know, to, to get to that stage. I mean, that really hit home because when I was younger, I spent a lot of time going to the pub with friends thinking, like, you know, looking around going, why am I here? I don't yeah. like these people. I don't like what we're talking about. I don't like sitting in a pub thinking, like, I certainly would not have done the podcast. I certainly would not have, like, jumped out an airplane for a cancer charity. I would have never have done all these amazing things I've done if I had stayed that person. But I had to sort of step away and go, I'm not being authentic. I'm not being myself. How, do you, how did you advise people to start in this journey of authenticity how can we actually step up and go no that's not me i might have done something bad in the past i might be like seen as a class clown at school i might be whatever it is how can we actually stand up and go no this is who i am now is it writing out who we want to be and then finding out how to get there how do we start becoming authentic do you think yeah, I mean, I always say to people like a new future is always like a new future is always available. You know, it's always available, um, and it's being able to to understand that just and and be able to say right, you know, who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? What sort of person do you want to be? Um, and yeah, and these these are these are these are the things of how you have to get quiet, go inward, and really start journaling to understand like who do you want? And most people are obviously working jobs they hate. Uh, they're with partners they don't like they hang around with people they're not interested with and they're just sort of bumbling through a life experience when it's kind of like you know and i look i've done that so it's not as a, there's no judgment there it's just being able to say right and sometimes we need a wake-up call you know i had a massive wake-up call and um and, and with that obviously i turned my life into a different situation and sometimes we need there's, we always have a defining moment in our life, you know, be it early on, be it later on. There'll always be a moment where you'll get the sign. It's time to go and do something different, yeah. and it depends really in that moment what you decide to do and how you take that, you know, that message because it's all it always comes to us. And it was one of the biggest things I think I learned probably from a Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza podcast, which I was, which I listened to and obviously his books are amazing anyway, but like breaking the habit of being yourself and you are the placebo, like amazing books. But one of the podcasts, he, he was like talking to someone, I think it was Lewis Howes and they were talking and he was just like, there comes a moment when 
you'll have to go inward to find the answers and you'll get the message and it just depends you know if you take that message um and how you take that message and um and that's really what i say to people like you you can change you can be different but you have to do the work you know you have to be prepared and put in the effort and the time to know yourself and know what you want to do and where you want to go um and that takes you know that that you know oh well that's really where i come in and help people because you do need help and i've got help um to do i didn't do this all on my own obviously um i you know i've had coaches um in the past um and obviously therapy counselors all this type of stuff like you can't do it you know on your own it's like having a personal trainer isn't it you go to the gym you can do stuff on your own at the gym but are you committed are you pushing yourself hard enough are you kind of like motivated you might go whereas you have a personal trainer who's like on you you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna see differences you're gonna see a change in your body because they're gonna handle your nutrition they're gonna handle all these different things and you're gonna be like four five six months you're gonna be a completely different you know different different person it's the same it's the same it's exactly the same with your mindset this doesn't you can't you know you can't meditate one day a week and expect it's going to be changing or i say to people you can't do your meditation do your visualizations do your journaling but then watch the news and watch eastenders and all that type of stuff like you're completely sabotaging because mm-hmm. you feel your right. energy going up and then down when you start the, the destructive behaviors yeah your inputs, your inputs shape your outputs really and that's where you have to it has to be a whole all whole round lifestyle choice you know to you know you can't really do one and not the other but yeah i always you know say to people like you know, what what are you what are you what media or what are you consuming because that's super important, you know, uh, especially in this day and age now, because if you're not conscious of what you're watching, you are getting programmed. Because as humans, we are programmed mm. by design, like we can't stop that. And even say, oh, no, but I don't really watch it, or I can not, I can kind of just listen to it, you know, because subconsciously it's, it's going in. Um, so you have to be super cautious, especially now, because, you know, you, you see it all the time, like people are plugged into fear plugged into that you know because they're they're watching too much of the news <laughs> mainstream media i mean i see a lot of that people people are now sort of seeing things like you know you're going to keep getting the same message you're going to keep getting the same problem you're going to date the same people you're going to meet the same people until you learn the lesson and i know some people say it's the universe some say it's a deity etc but i've noticed that it's like until you deal with that bs that's holding you back you're only going to date the same kind of people you're only going to make the same kind of friends or the same kind of have relationships with people if it's friends or whatever you know do you think that's the point is until you find that point that you say fuck it enough's enough i need to change you know how do how do we know that's the moment do you think yeah all changes in the mirror and that's always the most difficult because the most difficult patterns and programs to spot are the ones in the mirror but yeah you see you're 100 percent right you know you, you can continue to you know date you know try to find the next person but you say you still have the same situations but just different partners or you have the same friends and yes same eventually the same things happens or the same finances we see it a lot now with finances where people keep buying courses or keep buying things to be able to you know to really generate and more income or generate a side hustle or this type of stuff 
but are still earning the same money or even less because they haven't changed the person in the mirror. So they keep the, and they kept this big, well, at least if I, if I keep throwing money at it, if they have the money to throw at it, um, it's just and it's like, oh, I'll get a dating coach or get this on that, blah, 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 I'll get this help here, I'll get the blah, blah, blah. But you have, you're not changing the person in the mirror. You know, you're just going to have the same experiences. And that's really the, the most, the biggest challenge because that's you, you against you by, you know, doing the inner work um and being able to understand understand that message and that's the challenge we have in today's hour because we're we're very much plugged into instant gratification i mean people ask me all the time what you know give me a shortcut and i was like there is no shortcut <laughs> there isn't a shortcut i if you think you can do it quicker than me in four or five years by all means go for it but there was there was no shortcut no i had to yeah, I had, to, I had to sit in some incredibly com- uncomfortable situations in myself um, because there isn't a shortcut. <laughs> and But everyone wants a shortcut. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a challenge. Well, that's the thing. You can, order a, you can order a date nowadays. You can order a takeaway. You can order a pickup at your house. There's no longer that challenge. There's no longer that thing of working for it. You know, we all expect, like, I'm going to become a reality TV star. Well, why don't you become a nurse? No, no, I'm going to become an influencer. I'm going to become an Instagram star. And I'm like, okay, here we go. But why? I just don't get that kind of logic. And I I really like this idea of writing down and tackling the shit that's holding you back to make sure that the present version of yourself then starts loving yourself, has the compassion to then go and become the person that you want to be, your future self, to meet that goals. But how do we know we're going on the right path? What growth, what maturity do you expect to see in a client, in somebody going under in this path? How do we know we're going the right way and not just because it's our mother told us to go for that job or our friends are telling us to do this? How do we know we're going in the right path for ourselves? I think you know from in from a soul perspective, or you know, you kind of when you're waking up your your heart woken up your kind of your inner being or you know you could be like the infinite intelligence or as you say the divine or you know i mean like like you know even 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 you know god or anything like that god isn't a person in the sky right it's it's kind of within you um and that's why you have to wake and you know wake up that you know that within you and you know you there's there's a sign within you where you feel different now your inner being starts to you start to feel things you start to have a warmer sensation and you start to build in that intuition a little bit more which people naturally have gone away from or they've no trust whereas it's everything is within you and it's being able to um, you know, open that up a lot more than being able to you know run by anything external patterns and programs you kind of just feel it i always say to people you know, note things down, you know, always, that's why I always say carry a journal, have a something because you, there's always signs that things are going in the right direction. You know, things are happening. You might meet someone, you might have a great conversation with someone, it might be really small. You might get you know, a little bit of money come through from somewhere. Like there's always those little signs where you're on the right path, but you have to be aware enough to notice them because then you can note them down a little bit in your journal to say like this experience had this experience today or okay. experience today or um and it's just being a little bit more i always say to people like you know just you know 
an awareness really you know and, and help others you know you can anyone can really you know help people now I mean you, you know sometimes if I go into London and and I would always be conscious to you know to give something to a homeless person or just you know generate that smile generate that feeling generate that something because because we can be naturally now as humans you know how many times you see people walking around with a phone in their hand and their face and just like they're completely oblivious to that phone around them where sometimes just put your phone away just look in nature great perfect because you just you know that's such a calming sensation sensation and you just you just start to just look around and be just a lot more aware of your of your surroundings Mm. um it's it's super important but it, it it's not something which we naturally do because it goes back to like you're saying you know people are terrified of just be sitting in silence and actually going and listening to that inner voice or dealing with inner work we want the distractions we want i hate myself for saying the Kardashians. i hate the fact that they become famous rather than a nurse who's helping somebody with covid and you know it's we we make all this bullshit in front of ourselves to hide the fact of dealing with the stuff that's holding us back. You know, we want to think it's like you were saying it's uh, stop expecting to find the problem the the solution elsewhere. It's just accept it's within you. You just need to find that nugget, that thing to start changing. So how do you start working with a client? If somebody, um, I mean, I know you're going to get a lot of fans from this, but if somebody wanted to work with you or find a coach, then, you know, to start them on the journey, how do we find the right coach and how does a transformational mindset coach help us on this journey? I think, I mean, there's so many coaches out there. Everyone's doing fantastic work. And obviously anyone who's a coach is helping other people is you know, doing, doing some great stuff. I always say, do you resonate? Like, do you resonate with that person? I think it's one of the biggest things is like, you know, you know, if someone's, you know, obviously people, well, I'm quite open about my background and what I've been through. And if someone can resonate with that or they've been through some similar challenges, then I always say to them, yeah, you know, get in touch. But if someone really wants, you know, help in a, I mean, for like before, for quite a while, I, I always did coaching, you know, be it male or female, like, you know, it didn't really matter. Um, I only concentrate on, on, on men now uh, because I found it, you know, I can resonate with that. Mm. more more so I've, I've, i have had clients who are women but you know i there's it's a bit more i can do the i can do the work but i can have more of an impact on a on a male because naturally i can resonate with some of the you know some of the way they feel or some of the some of the situations they've been in oh makes sense so for me i do I, I only do obviously male coaching now but um i say do you resonate with someone you know, do you literally, you know, do you, you know, do you resonate with their story? Do you know their background? Because I think that's super important. Um, you know, if someone, you know, what it helped with, you know, the fact that, you know, their children are on drugs or something like that and they had all this stuff. Like, I'm probably not the right coach because I've not really had that experience. You know, I mean, I've, mm. I, obviously I've had a son for a very, very short period of time, but you know, I don't have that experience. You know, if someone wants to come for someone who's, you know, naturally been through depression, been through anxiety, suicidal thoughts, um, low self-esteem, low confidence, high anxiety, you know, may have been through some grief, may have been through some loss, you know, may have even had, you know, situations like myself where they found themselves in a, um, you know, kind of a criminal type situation or spent, even spent time, you know, uh, you know, in, 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 
in, in prison or jail so all this type of stuff yeah I'm, I'm probably pretty good coach to work with because I, I can resonate and being through those similar challenges so that's what I always say to people is you know do you resonate with someone's story no, I love that. I mean, I, that's why I know you're you're helping so many people. I mean, just your social media alone, you see the changes some people say is like, well, I found your staff and it's completely changed me and I feel so stronger and more uh, able to take on the world. And there's so much love and co- you know in the comments. But what do you suggest we do when, because as we're going to make these changes, we're going to fuck up. We're going to do stupid things as we're trying to find our real versions of ourselves. How should we deal with rejection making mistakes you know maybe it doesn't go the way we want it to how should we analyze it and learn from it rather than going there's another example of why i'm stupid and say oh wait no that's just went wrong because i was resisting it or it was the wrong fit for me or you know how do we see mistakes now rather than beating ourselves up I mean, a lot of it goes back to like, you know, kind of the ego, really. That's where, that's where, I know, like rejection in particular is obviously, it cripples people. And because, but naturally, you don't put yourself in a situation where you are getting rejected on a day-to-day basis. You're always going to struggle with that. Not, no one likes rejection, don't get me wrong, but you have to embrace it. And a lot of the time, it's really the ego that's hurt rather than, you as a person so i i've done a video on rejection and said you know one of the biggest things i did was to just start walking up to you know you know women in the street saying that they're attractive and did they want to go for a drink you know and that and obviously you got a lot of okay obviously you get a lot of rejections there right um but you just once you once you've done two three four five just doesn't it doesn't take no matter don't take it personally think it against me as a person that they you know because most of the time no one's giving a negative reaction but it's just more like just move on to the next one and obviously i you know speak to people all the time now they don't want me as a coach now they're not to resonate that's a rejection yeah okay that's cool let's move on to the next one i don't take it personally i don't take it mm. against me i just say you know my ego hates it um and my ego will be always like making a fuss and like oh but i just but i know how to differentiate that from my ego and just and, and not take it as a personal against me as a as a person it's just you know you're not sometimes you're not going to resonate with people right you're not going to resonate with everyone not everyone's going to think you're great and everyone's going to like you no one's going to think you're attractive no one's going to want to go out with you and it's just that's you know you, you, once you separate yourself from that kind of ego within you then you but you have to get rid of it. You have to really, in a way, develop an ego to get rid of it. But, you know, it's, it's just putting yourself... That's why I did stand-up comedy, because ego hated it, you know. But, it, but I, I loved it. You know, I didn't... Sometimes I didn't get a laugh. Sometimes I did get a laugh. Big deal, you know. I didn't care. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the same, like, you know, you have to... You know, I saw one person who was talking about he went into McDonald's and he ordered a big Whopper, which obviously is Burger King, and he just was adamant that he wanted a Whopper in a McDonald's and he kept on just saying it and said, no, sir, no, sir. Like you just go so low. No, I want a big, I want a Whopper. You get me one. I don't, blah, blah, blah. And he held up a queue and people were probably like screaming at him thinking, this guy's a right idiot, blah, blah, blah. And he walked out of there and he said he felt amazing. Like ego absolutely hated it, but right. he felt amazing. And it's just one, and you have to do those things. You know, you just have to put yourself in a situation where it's going to be super uncomfortable and your ego is going to hate it, but you will break through so many limitations. I love it. 
Oh, I, I think we could talk for days. I mean, this is why I knew it was going to be one of these podcasts. It's like, we need a round two, we need a round three, because you're such a great guy that I just, I could ask questions all day. And I think we would just be scratching the surface because as guys, there's so many things we need to deal with. But what would you want somebody to take from this? Because I know we're over our time now, but what would you want them to take as a, a message, a sum up message before we can do another one, before we can go into into deep stuff? How how would you want men to remember or, you know, is there homework you would get them to do just now or is there just a, a mindset you want them to approach life with from now? Yeah, I mean, I would always, I mean, anything to take away would be, you know, our new future is always available. You can always change the person in the mirror um, and and you can be who you want to be. Um, and, and really through that, it's being able to really start analysing your thoughts and emotions and really understand that that's all they are. They're not, you, you are not your thoughts or your emotions. I mean, we can mm-hmm. go a lot deeper and start talking about you're not your body or, you know, you know, you, you can really start, you know, which you won't go into, but really like understanding you're not your thoughts or, 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 or emotions and, and kind of a new future is always, you know, always available. And I always say, you know, four or five years ago, I was not this person, you know, this person you know, really was, you know, massive anxiety, depression, suicidal, um and huge in i'm not self-confident no self-esteem and just by doing these inner work let's start with meditation to start with doing a little bit of breath work through visualizations all these the gratitude is obviously a huge one and just be able to you know start understanding who you are a bit more um and but i think reaching out you know reaching out and i think you've talked about that already like people have reached out to you and on email and stuff that's hugely important that was mm-hmm. uh, probably the biggest change i had is i phoned the samaritans right you know back in four or five years ago and and that made a monumental difference because i realized i could actually speak to someone which and i was you know as men we're quite private and i really you know we don't really speak we don't really share yeah. our thoughts and feelings like you met like you said uh, and that was a big change for me so i always say to people like just reach out to someone you know it could and actually it's best it to be someone who's completely anonymous you know um like not a friend or not a partner or or an acquaintance like actually like yeah phone lots mountains you know get in contact with someone like myself because it makes a massive difference when you can do that especially if someone who at least knows you know how to listen not judge not you know not give you advice or try to project their story onto you or anything like someone who's just prepared to you know to listen um and really listen um it's super important and do you find that like just by letting it letting it out it kind of releases the energy it releases its hold you know you're no longer letting it kind of be like a face hugger from alien you're no longer letting it just latch onto you because you're kind of releasing it out yeah exactly i think that's the thing I mean, when you're supposed to speak to someone and you can get what you have within you especially if you're very if you're if you're keeping it within you you're not sharing it with anyone and you're keeping it from people who you're living with or associate with it's, it's very very destructive and so if you can just be able to have a conversation with someone i always say yeah try you know it is actually best to have it with someone who's doesn't know you he's completely you know has no no, no previous you know uh, like i did with uh, with the kind of mountains and stuff and mm-hmm. to me because i found people a lot more 
you know, a lot more open. I mean, even had Swan knock on my door the other day and he was obviously you know, selling me something. But And we just started chatting and he told me his life story. Like within like 10, 15 minutes, he just <laughs> straight off. And, uh, but that's something which has just come because, you know, I probably have that kind of just that sense now a little bit more where people are a bit more, they, they share in the open a lot yeah. more. Uh, just because, because maybe because of the vibe I give off, but I think it's super important to be able to, um, you know, to speak to someone. And but I'll always recommend it's actually best if it's someone who doesn't know you really. Because I think if you remove the emotion, it can help so much. And even if it's something like breathing space or um, like you know, like Samaritans or the Red Cross, there's always some. I mean, I interviewed David Hayes. Um, he works. He was a um, convicted criminal. Came out, and he said the number of times people said to him, "You're just going to be a prisoner. You're just a number." And he was like, "Well, no, they're real people." And he said, "Just writing a CV for somebody who was getting out to go for a job made them suddenly feel like there was somebody there to support them. That they weren't their past." Um, I think it was a Jake the Snake Roberts that said, "Your past is not your destiny. That you can change regardless of what it is." And I think that hit a lot of people because it's. You're not, you're not your thoughts. You're not your convictions. You're not your whatever it is. It's like you're saying you, there is a better future for us, and that's why I'm so glad there's amazing people like you putting this stuff out. Because how many guys are getting help just now? Going, I don't know where to go, and they find you on social media, and like you're saying, you're somebody they don't know that they can write to and ask for help, take you on as ask to you know you take them on as a client. So until we can get around two. I mean, I could, I could talk to you for another three days, I think, but what would you want people to get in touch with you? How can we follow you on social media? How can we, you know, like see, I'm assuming you'll be doing TED Talks soon. I'm assuming you'll be having the books out. How can we follow this amazing journey you're on? Um, so probably the best, I mean, at the moment, probably the best for me is, in, and actually Instagram is probably one of my most active, active, actually Twitter, actually now I do, I do, I do spend um, more, most of my time on there mm-hmm. um, and most content I put on there now. Um, I'm more into, I like, I like write, writing and video, to be honest with you. I like both, uh, but obviously, uh, so I do both, but I do enjoy um the work i do on twitter so i'd always reach out on there um uh, what's your what's your twitter handle twitter handle is at james c peters um and at instagram is james peters lifestyle well that's it for another week And thank you for listening. It's now time to take what you've learned and use it to develop and enhance your life with the key points mentioned. Listen, try it, embrace it, use it, and crush it. Now's your time to hit that next level in your life. If you liked this episode, then please leave a comment on the show notes or a review of the show on your podcast platform. Everything helps evolve the show. Until next week, keep seeking the next level in your life.